Welcome back to the Bike Talk Podcast with Dave. I'm your host, Dave Mabel, and I'd like to welcome you to episode 13. Wait, you say, you already dropped number 14. Yes, yes I did. But like a tall hotel, I had skipped number 13. Until now, that is. I've struggled with what to do with number 13. I surely didn't want somebody to have a flat tire and think, yeah, well, if I hadn't been episode 13, this never would have happened. So after some thought and different ideas, I came up with the perfect plan. Who broke through the number 13 and came through with a 14th National Cyclocross Championship? None other than Katie Effen Compton. Plus, she's had her bout of bad luck, and it had nothing to do with me. So what's this thing you're about to hear? Well, it's a bit of a throwback. I'm taking you back to the 2019 Trek CX Cup. Katie shows up in a sweet Porsche something or other, all wrapped in her team kit. It literally looks like it's wearing one of her jerseys. So I couldn't help but ask her if we could go for a ride. I needed to ride to the venue after all. So she picked me up and I strapped in for a 30 minute ride of my life as we ripped around the country roads east of Madison, Wisconsin. I create a video of our ride and conversation which is available on Cyclocross Magazine's YouTube page. So if you want to see it, tune in there. But for the Bike Talk Podcast, episode number 13, I'll bring you the audio. So here you go, in its entirety, vroom vroom and everything, is my conversation with Katie F. Compton in Cyclocross Stars in Cars. Let me see if I can open it. I know, there we go. <laughs> Gotta keep the riffraff out. Make them work for this it. This is a seat. I know. You have to work for it. Alright, so where Heck are we going? Yeah. Uh, well, uh, Trek CX Cup, right? Yeah. I appreciate you giving me a ride. Yeah, no problem. Um, uh, yeah, I was gonna ride my bike, but uh, this, yeah, this is way better. This is so much better. This is all the fun without any fitness. What are we in? We are in a 2016, a Porsche 2016 Cayman GT4. It is a flat six, naturally aspirated. Naturally aspirated? Naturally aspirated. Do you have to pay extra for natural aspiration? I think it just comes with the price. <laughs> right. on the back. Oh, there is a bike on the back. 
back, yeah. You good with that? <laughs> I kind of forgot because I can't see it in the rear view. But it's on its, it's got its sear sucker rack. Um, and it hasn't come off yet, so that's a bonus. Yeah, we'll knock on uh, yeah, I think it's fine. vinyl. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, uh, since we're traveling, uh, let's talk some bike racing, eh? Yeah, let's do it. Um, shoot. 15-time national champion. 15-time national champion. Is that yeah. crazy? Let's see. How old are you right now? A 40. Minus 15. It's I was 25. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. 25. I think my racing age is 24 when I um, won my first one. Um, or no, racing age 25. I think I was 24. I, don't, I can't. It's hard to remember because I, I just got back from Athens Games racing on the Paralympic team. Um, and that's kind of how I remember. Like, it was 2004 when I won the first um, one. Yeah, because Athens was special event too. Uh, I bet you were on the track? Tandem? Oh, no, yeah, tandem. So we did track and road, um, pursuit, kilo, sprints on the track, and then... Um, With a sighted... Uh, uh, blind athlete. Blind yeah, athlete. Chris Lewitzel. Yeah, yeah, Chris very Lewitzel. Cool. You've done that since, haven't you? I mean, didn't you do that for a while? Um, I did it from 2002 through 2006. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it was really, it was fun. It was a great experience. I definitely enjoyed it. There we go. Um, so you win your first cross nationals in 2004. Yeah. Could you ever have imagined 15 straight years? No. Even like thinking about winning two or three in a row. I mean, I was just, I, I was taking it one year at a time then. And I'm take, I still take it one year at a time and try not to think of, the years. Um, I think after this winning in Louisville, it's my 15th, that's when it finally dawned on me because people pointed out, but also I was, it's a 15 year streak from 25 to 40 of winning national championships. So it, it meant a lot to me and it, it, it's been really fun like to have that kind of consistency for that long because in the sport of cyclocross, it's not easy. And then just luck's been on my side of some health issues in the past, so the fact that I haven't had to deal with those, like, actually for nationals, like, I've had some issues, but luck has been on my side where I've been able to perform and get the result um, regardless of kind of how I was feeling, or, like, maybe the conditions suit me, the day suits me, like, things have come together, um, so... I think to win that many, there's definitely a little bit of luck involved, but there's also like the proper preparation, make sure I do everything right, Mark does everything right, my bikes are running great. Um, yeah, just so I don't have any fixable mistakes, you know? Yeah. Is road in the summer part of your training plan, like to get speed in, yeah. into your legs? Yeah, I like to do um, like crits. I'm a big fan of racing crits because they're really fun. Um, I've got, this year I actually got hurt. I broke my arm racing at crit, so that's unfortunate. It is unfortunate. It is. Um, but every year I change it up. Sometimes I try to do some enduros to work on like the descending and the fun part. It's just really good for fitness and you're pretty much doing a VO2 downhill and so you're really focused while you're redlined, um, which I think is great for like being a good crosser. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about your uh Criterion crash right yeah. there. Um, yeah, let's definitely. You had kind of a. You probably didn't have your normal jingle cross that you would like to have. No. Twenty second, no. and uh, I, I saw you favoring that arm for sure. I was, and I'm still favoring a little bit. I don't have the strength um, in my upper body right now. I haven't been able to do any upper body work or lift things, and I I usually do 
more in upper body and push-ups and such, um, which I haven't been able to do. And that I actually feel the difference when I'm racing um, cross. You really need upper body strength in order to be good at it, just because you're constantly pulling on the bars and um, getting, going up a hill, accelerating out of corner, shouldering your bike. So I do notice it. And I, Iowa wasn't great, definitely hurt. But a week later, I'm seven weeks out now, and it's definitely feeling much better. So I think I'm coming along, but it's never never quickly enough. Like I want to yeah. be healthy, I want to be well. Like I think my fitness is good, but it's kind of hard to tell when um, I can't really push as hard as I want to and really get on top of the pedals and pull back on the bars. Um, so 15 years, yeah, it's a long time. What are some of the um, changes that you've seen in cyclocross that you like? Especially in Belgium, we've got a lot of lot more coverage for the women's race, which is amazing. Um, and then the prize money is slowly improving. The con start contracts are slowly improving, so it's definitely improving. I don't know if it's quickly enough. Like I definitely wish everything was equal straight away, like the way Mountain Bike did it. We're just like we wanted to pay equal prize money across the board, men and women. Let's just do it. Whereas the other disciplines, road, track, mountain, they're always or road, track, cross, they're always. Um, dragging their feet with the equality stuff. So it's coming along. Like definitely when I started racing cross um, in early 2000, I mean, it, it, it wasn't nearly where it is today. We have a lot more support, coverage, like respect, more media attention. So all of that's good. Nice. Um, it's all good. It's coming along. Um, well, you, I'm sure you get sick of people asking you about this, but you can't race cross at this level forever. No, you can't. Uh, do you think about like what retiring. is beyond that? No, not <laughs> retiring even, but what, what's beyond racing at this level? Um, I don't, I'm not sure yet. Like I'm gonna stay in the bike world. I'm, I'm sure I'll still do some coaching. Um, I think about getting my real estate license. I love real estate, so oh. I think I'll do that. And I also want to go back to school for nursing. So I'm not quite sure. I'm kind of all over the place with like what I want to do. But I think short term, like once I retire, I'll do, I'll get my real estate license and kind of work on that, do some coaching, and then go back to school huh, um, cool. as I'm doing that. Very cool. Yeah, that's kind of like the, that's kind of the plan. Things can change, but yeah. I'm hoping I can do it that way. So I did a movie on the Iditarod Trail Invitational this oh, last winter. Yeah, yeah, okay. A uh, thousand miles to know. Okay. Rebecca Rush, who's done some cyclocross, yeah. a little bit of cyclocross, yeah. uh, she did the 350-mile race to McGrath yeah. on a fat bike. Yeah. Do you ever think about doing something crazy like that? No, absolutely not. That would have no interest? I'm just, I don't like that kind of endurance riding. I like to ride my bike fast, and when I'm done, be done. I've got about maybe six hours in me before I crack. And I know that, like, mentally, I'm just not going to get over that lift. Like, I could pretend to push through it or say I'm going to push through it, but... I know my limits, and I'm like, no, I don't. I don't think I would do it. No. Like the people who can do the endurance, like Rebecca can. Like she's amazing at that, and like there's certain I think personality for it. Um, but I don't think that's something I want to do. Yeah. I mean, uh, right do you now, know where we are right now? I don't, but I think I need to go right. <laughs> I was gonna loop back around awesome. that. I think I know where we are actually. We'll see. Uh, so no 
thousand mile Iditarod fat bike thing. But what about something like Leadville or Dirty Kanza? Jens and Sven did uh, yeah. Dirty Kanza last year. Any of that appeal to you? I don't know. Like right now, the answer would be no, but I think things could change. And I hear they're really good, good events. Like I don't ever see me doing, doing Leadville just because that altitude and that riding is not something I, I think I'd want to do. Um, but Kansas maybe, like maybe the short version of Kansas. I won't do 200 miles on gravel. Like that'll do my head in. I, I hate riding gravel for that long. So I could see myself maybe doing the 100 miler. Um, but I don't know if I do the 200. I yeah. feel like I would, I'd want to stop and I hate giving up. So yeah. like I'd be torn because I'm like, I'm not a quitter, but I sure don't enjoy this anymore. Yeah, yeah, I get that. <laughs> and then I'd be stuck and being miserable for five hours. So yeah, yeah that's where I am. Very cool. Yeah. Um, you also are, you know, such an influencer, such a role model. Yeah such a mentor to so many um, and really not even just women but yeah. especially women yeah um, uh, Katie Keogh yeah. I talked to her dad maybe two years ago okay by the way he uh, he beat me at Jingle he and I raced he, uh, each other he's pretty he, fit though yeah he's a good he athlete. is fit yeah I think um even, even with my bike being blessed by the Katie. Yeah, I think Katie gets some of the genetics from him. Yeah. She's you know, a great athlete herself. So he comes from somewhere. And uh, yeah, I, I know her dad's pretty strong. So. <laughs> um, but he was eternally grateful for the time you spent with yeah. Katie. It was fun. Like, I loved working with Katie. And she's, she's kind of, she's very mature. She's very responsible. She's very thoughtful. But she learns, and she learns so quickly. Like she's like a sponge. Like you tell her once, and she remembers. And then if you ever repeat yourself, she's like, I know, I know, I, I listen, I know. Like, and it's very cute. Like granted, you know, she's older now. This is back when she was like teenager, like uh, early twenties. Um, but yeah, she's just such a good learner. And she, you tell her to do something, and she tries it, and she does it. And uh, it's really fun working with somebody um, who wants to learn, is willing to try it. time I can give. Yeah. For sure. Do you ever stall this thing out? I do, yeah. yeah. It's mainly um, because like I'm lazy with the clutch sometimes. And I, I suppose this is a pretty 
solid clutch. Like it's a pretty solid clutch. It's, it's not really like a 20-year-old Mazda no. that no. gets it, pretty loose. Yeah, it's a, it's and it's kind of mechanical. So like you can you definitely um, need a giver when you're letting the clutch out and give her gas. Yeah. Um, uh, all right. So Noble and uh, Kia uh -huh. and freaking Clara. Clara. Oh my gosh. Oh Clara. my goodness. She impressed me in Iowa. It was so great to see because, like, she had a good season last year and she, she's been progressing, getting better. But, man, like, this year she's riding really well. Yeah. Her skills are good. Um, I was happy to see her, like, podium at Iowa. I mean, that was amazing. It was so great to see. So, we have definitely have, we've got some really strong girls coming up um, that have technical skills as well, that desire to race and to, to fight for it. Um, Katie Klaus is also really strong. She's doing great. She's still young. And, yeah, so, she had a great race in Iowa. Yeah, yeah. So it's um, I mean, then we've got more juniors racing in the World Cups, like at Iowa, and more juniors racing U23 at these World Cups, and you can see um, kind of just the progression. And you know, once you once you give women and girls opportunities and bikes and support, it's amazing what they can do. For um, sure. And now they've got the opportunities. Like I didn't have those opportunities when I was that age. Like my parents supported me, and that was great. Um, but it wasn't like it is today. Yeah, like, right, it, uh, it's right. It's not the same. So it, I love to see how much it's improved. <laughs> There's a fan. I know. Um, I love to see how much it's how much it's improved. So speaking of that improvement yeah. and, and their improvement, how does that translate to you in your season? Um, I'm not sure because like I I haven't been able to ride as fast as I'm capable with my arm. So. I don't know where I am. Like I think my power numbers are good. Like I'm, I was feeling good until I broke my arm. So like the progress for how I was gonna compete this year looked good. Um, but I don't know. Everyone's getting faster too. Yeah. So and I think it's a deeper pool and everyone's faster and as it should be. Um, the whole point of you know um, promoting and progressing women's cycling is so there's more of us riding fast. Um, and I think that's great. Yeah. Yeah, I want to have a good world championships. I want to do well in the World Cup, so those are kind of my focuses. Um, I also think me doing, I'll do better at the end of the season, just because my arm, I just need a little bit more time. And cross is a long season. Like I go through February, so right. generally you're riding well now. You're not riding well in February. You definitely have to pick and choose um, where you want to be riding fast. And also, like the older I get, the more I really have to focus on. The recovery and picking and choosing the races I need to do, and not just try to do all of it. I could yeah. do all of it back when I had a ton of energy, you know, 10 years ago. But now, oh, I'm just feeling it. I'm, yeah, I definitely noticed the difference. So, so it sounds like you're kind of okay with 22nd at Jingle, or well, as okay as as you can be as an athlete. Like I'm not happy with it. Um, I was pretty disappointed with breaking my arm and, and kind of losing out on some. You know, U.S. World Cup points. Right. Um, but I'm happy I finished. I'm happy I did it. I'm happy I kind of salvaged and at least got some points. Yeah. So I mean, that was positive. Um, but no, as a result-wise, like, okay, I, I kind of saved it from nothing. But when I'm, you know, podium capable, yeah, it's hard to get 22nd. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'm that's sure. unfortunate. Humbling. Yeah. Um, Humbling, maybe. It's not so much humbling because I definitely carry quite a bit of humility with me just because I've had so many 
disappointments. And I just know like how hard I work for how much I get disappointed. Um, I granted I've had some really good results too, but like lately it's been less results and more disappointment. And so I don't want to get used to that feeling. I want to, I like winning. I like working hard. I like being successful. Um, so that's what I try to do. Like I try to set up my life balance and training to be successful. And so, you know, when things don't, don't go the way I want them to, it's always disappointing. Yeah. You know, just what, as an athlete, I think we're all kind of, you know, we all work really hard. We all want results and, you know, we can't all get them all the time. What's your gut? Honest gut for tomorrow. between 12th to 20th I think that'll be good yeah if I'm in front of that I would I don't want to say I'd be surprised but I don't know how my arm's gonna feel yeah it's hard to know and I don't know if it's gonna be muddy if it I would like it to be muddy because I do better at that stuff yeah. um I don't know I would definitely need to be better than I am <laughs> So, 12 to 20th, with maybe yeah. leaning towards 12, Yeah, more like, than 20. Yeah, top 10 would be ideal, Yeah, but I wouldn't be disappointed with 12. Got 20th, it. I would still be like, really? Yeah. It just depends on how my arm feels. Like, it's definitely getting better. It's definitely getting better. Um, and I could pull up on the bars a little bit better today. So I just, I can't shoulder the bike yet, and I can't uh, really pull, pull up the front end well. So there's a couple technical features that I really wish I could do. It'd be a lot quicker, but I just can't. So I'm yeah. going to be as efficient as I can. Uh, and then... Well, we are pulling in We are. To, uh, One last acceleration before <laughs> I have to drive slow and safe. Right. <laughs> uh, well, I appreciate the ride. Yeah, save me from having to ride my bike all those miles. Yeah, yeah. I know. Golly. It was like, doesn't take any fitness and no. you get a little bit of adrenaline. Life, um, is, uh, life is good. Yeah, right? it's not so bad, that. huh? Yeah, yeah. Sure. well, good. I enjoyed it. It was fun. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Cyclocar stars and cars. Stars and cars. I'm over here. Um, thanks for joining me. <laughs>
Um, I just think it's a great venue. There's plenty of parking, great facility, and uh, you know it's a nice place to come visit in the fall. So, uh, are you inviting some Europeans to come over here next fall? <laughs> I, I'm sure they will. Like, if, especially if um, we have Vegas World Cup, and then have this one afterwards, it'd be um, definitely easy for Euros to come over and do both of them, and then head back to Europe for the start of their season. Great. And you're racing tomorrow? Yeah, of course. Yeah. Good luck. Thank you. She's always had opinions about all things cross and was always willing to share. I hope the best for her as she now pursues a career in healthcare. And with that, I'll wrap up episode number 13. I'll be back on the regular schedule of Podcast Tuesday this week with episode number 15, another throwback to 2019 and my post-race conversation with Peter Inneman and John Logar the Fat Bike co-champions of the Iditarod Trail Invitational 1,000-mile race to Nome. And following that, we'll talk about some road racing with the Lux Cycling Development Team Director, Chris Daggs. That wraps it up for now. If you love the show, please rate and review on your favorite platform. If you'd like to support the show, look for Bike Talk with Dave at buymeacoffee.com. I really appreciate your support. I'll put a link in the notes. Thanks for listening, and I hope you have a great week.